When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is up guys welcome back to the podcast welcome back to unwinding i'm having one of those days okay where i can't like nail this intro i've done it three times already and every time i say something weird that i'm like what the fuck are you even saying like why are you saying that so let's hope this one is it okay hello how we doing i missed you last week i am so sorry can you guys hear the traffic because like We're a little bit high up here and I can still fucking hear. I usually can't, but it's Art Basel week here in Miami, which just means traffic on traffic on traffic, you know? Anyway, I am so sorry that I didn't have an episode for you last week. Literally just an excuse. And my excuse is that I had a fucking insane week and didn't really plan accordingly. And then the day just kind of you know, Thursday came, I was home, it was my mom's birthday, it was also Thanksgiving, just like a lot, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to give myself the day, I, I hate not posting, I really, 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 really try to stay on schedule, so I'm sorry, but I hope you guys had a beautiful weekend, I hope you had a beautiful Thanksgiving, if you celebrated, if you didn't, I just hope you had a great time, and here we are, so hello, missed you, um, do we have any updates? Actually, we have many updates. We haven't talked since I was in Turkey. <laughs> I was in Turkey with a man. What? What? So all the juice I think is going to be on Patreon just because it's a lot. And I don't want to bore you over here with all the details. I want to get into this beautiful fucking episode we have with one of my favorite guests who's coming back melissa is back for round two and before i even just say anything she just announced that she's pregnant and i literally i i just i felt like i was pregnant you know what i mean like i was so fucking excited for her i am so excited for her i'm so happy for her she's gonna be like the best and coolest mom so i just wanted to say that like i'm so excited for her anyway I love Melissa. We had such a good time in the first episode. And I was like, I need I need to bring her back. Like, I would bring her back as many times as she would like to come back just because she's just the coolest. If you guys follow her, which I'm sure you do, you already know. Like she's just the coolest. She's such she's just so down to earth, so easy to talk to, keeps it so real, but is so sweet and so honest. And I just I don't know. She's just like good people and and you know when you just like vibe with somebody, that's just how I felt. And I just love her and I love this episode and we get into so much more dating stuff. You guys like loved the dating portion in our last episode and I was like, okay, we need to do a whole fucking episode on this. So it's a lot of dating talk, a lot of relationship talk, just like all the good good. We also talk about one of my favorite parts in the episode is when she talks about how she used to be like, you know, way more of like a negative person and really switched her mindset, therefore her life and that part really shook me because you know i've been following her for a while and watching her vlogs for a while and i just always got like just such good energy from her and just like very uplifting very like peaceful just like 
just really good energy, honestly. So when she said that, I was like, wait, 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 what? And we talked about that for a little bit. And I just, I don't know. I just love when people share their story and not only just like the good stuff, you know, like that's, I just, I love that. So I think you guys are going to love this episode. I loved it. And please go follow her, go give her some love and let's get into it. Okay. So we have, listen, this is coming at the perfect time because I'm about to use you as my therapist when I get into my fucking, what's going on in my life right now. But before we get into that, I thought we could start with a little true or false. Okay. Okay. So I know some of these are like a little, you know, I know there's like a blurry line, but like, just give me like your first opinion. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Do you know who Tinks is? Have you heard of her? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I fucking love her. And she, she has this theory that I had never thought about until she said it. Right. So it's like her theory is that men, when they first meet you or they're like getting to know you or whatever, they put you in a box. So there's two boxes. Either they put you in the box of like, oh, I would date her or they put you in the box of like, I would just fuck her or like, I would just like be physical with her or like whatever. Like she's not like dating material. Do you think that's true? True. Like, do you think that's true? Yes or no? I heard her say that theory. And yes, I do believe that's true. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> I'm like trying to go. I, I'm always over explaining myself. No, me too. I'm always like, well, yeah. we'll get into it because I have thoughts about that too. Okay. Agreed. I'm sure you've heard this too. True or false. If he likes you, you'll know. If not, you'll be confused. Yes, absolutely true. Yes. Agreed. Okay. Um, 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 how you love yourself is how you treat others to love you. It's how you treat others. Sorry. <laughs> it's how you teach. <laughs> how you love yourself is how you teach others to love you. True. Okay. If it's in dating, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. True. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Ooh, I don't know. I know. That one always gets me. I'm going to say false because I think people can learn there are some people that I think are just like serial cheaters like they probably cannot help themselves like it's they're probably not going to change but I do think that sometimes we're human we're not perfect so there might be occasions where somebody does it and then they meet someone else and they're like I can never do that to this person right I agree with you last one if he wanted to he would or she true okay good love it okay cool so okay the first thing I want to talk about is this whole concept of like whether it's a cultural or like a societal timeline that exists especially for women and like letting that go you know what I'm saying like I think everyone is you know we we've been to at least I I'm Hispanic I know you are too and I don't know about you but like every time I go home for Christmas, it's like, where's your boyfriend? And I'm always like, which one? Like, I, I hate that. That's the <laughs> I love that answer. Like, ask me anything else. Like literally ask me anything else. I'm like, I'm 28 years old. Like I'm not like 40, you know? I know. But I understand things were different before. So it's like, whether it's all of your friends are getting married or all your friends are in relationships or you feel like you're not on the timeline that you thought you were going to be. Like, I kind of just want to hear your take on that because I feel like we are – thankfully kind of shifting that narrative a little bit Mm -hmm. um but I think it still gets to people it's I mean it gets to me sometimes but for the most part it doesn't but I would just love to hear like any thoughts you have about that I think I'm like you that it gets to me but for the most part I'm like I remind myself like okay it's do do what what you want to do on your timeline I think 
for sure how you said it's a very big cultural thing in my culture as well like you're supposed to just do everything at a certain timeline you're supposed to meet a man get married have babies be a good wife be a good mother and literally I feel like just my entire life it's been like oh when are you gonna get married oh when are you gonna start thinking about having a family oh and it's like I just wish they would take a step back and acknowledge what I've done in my career, acknowledge those milestones, because it almost starts to make women feel subconsciously from a very young age that they're never gonna be worth anything in life unless they have a husband and a family. It's like this check mark. It's like, why is that the mark of success for so many exactly. people? And I understand, like, I understand our parents grew up in a different like age. I understand that. But I also think that in general, like pressuring someone to do anything, it's not going to make it happen faster. Right. And it's like, like you said, it makes us feel like we're not complete without a relationship. Okay. Well, what about the people that don't want to get married? What Mm -hmm. about the women that don't want to have kids? Like, what are we, what narrative are we, are we saying to them? You know what I'm saying? I actually applaud people that stand very firm in their beliefs and say like marriage is not for me, or I do not want to bring a child into this world. There's so many people that have kids and don't take care of them and they're just miserable so i would rather someone stand in their truth and say this is not for me and let that be okay but at the same time it doesn't have to be on a certain timeline like we it's things are not the same i feel like we should be able to be selfish as much as we want in these years and then later on when we want to settle down and you feel capable stable mentally and physically ready then you say now it's time for me. But it is really hard when you have that pressure from family and then when people around you start hitting those milestones that you start to think like, wait, am I behind? Is it going to happen for me? And I think it's just a constant battle and you just have to remind yourself that everything is going to happen for you on your timeline, on the perfect timing that it's meant to work out for you. Because I feel like also looking back at my life when I try to rush things, because it's like, I needed it then, it doesn't work out. And then later on, I get something. And I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that I got it later on in life. I would not have appreciated it back then, or it wouldn't have worked out for me. You know, what's also crazy is something I love everything you said. And the only thing I would add to that is like, it's almost like never enough. Like, you know, when you start dating someone, everyone's like, okay, so it's your boyfriend. And you're like, give me a second, bitch. Like, I literally just met him. Like, I don't fucking know. And then he's your boyfriend. And then it's like, when are you getting engaged? And then you get mm-hmm. engaged. When are you getting married? Then you get married. Then you have, you pop your first baby out. When's the other one coming? It's like, holy fuck. It's never enough. No, like you can't win, right? It's never enough. And you should not rely on thinking when this is something that changed my mindset in life a few years ago. I used to be such a negative person. And my dad sent me a video once. Yeah, I used to be super negative. I just thought like nothing ever works out for me. Mm. Like I'm never going to get what I want in life. Everything is always like, everything is always a lot of work. And because I kept thinking like that, that's how my life was turning out. And my dad sent me a video. It was in Spanish and I, I wish I would have saved it. It might be in my WhatsApp, but it was basically saying this, it was this girl that, that kept saying like, once I get this, I'm going to be happy. No, and then she would get it. And then once I get this, that's when I'll really be happy. It's like, once I get this job, once I get this promotion, once I get this amount of money and it was never enough because you're always looking at the next step that you don't even enjoy where you're at. And I think if we stopped waiting for something to come to us, 
to feel fulfilled, we would actually be so much more happier and so much more content. And yeah, it's great to have those aspirations, but you should, you should want for those things, but while still really appreciating the moments that you're in, I always try to take time for myself and think like, oh my God, like this life that I'm living right in this moment, I could have never imagined it. I could have, this is what I wanted. So it's really important to take those moments in because you can't rely on career goals, promotions, money to fulfill your life because it's not. So crazy that you say that because I've talked about this concept so many times on the podcast. It's a thing and it's called destination syndrome. Like it's literally a thing. So it's like the, the notion that you'll be happy once you arrive at your destination and it's bullshit. Like I used to, I used to live that way just with my body. Like I've had a very complicated relationship with my body. I had an eating disorder. I'm like getting over that. And I just was so like, I got, I got infiltrated into diet culture and that was my life for like, literally, I feel like I lost a few of my twenties because I was so fixated on that. And when you're so fixated on body stuff, not, you don't have room for anything else. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have room for like, I I would never go on dinner dates because I was like, I can't eat in front of the guy. Like that's not going to, like, I would literally look at the menu and be like nothing there that I can eat. Like I was fucking crazy, but that's, that's just whatever, what can happen. The point of this is that's what I would do with destination syndrome. I'd be like, I will start dating. Literally one of my guys on the roster just texting me. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, so that's what I was, that's how I would live. I'd be like, okay, when I lose this amount of weight then I'm going to start dating, when I do this, I'm going to start, it doesn't work that way. I got to the point in my physical appearance that I thought was like, what was going to change my life? Nothing fucking changed. So I love that you brought that up because it really, when, once you realize that life doesn't work that way and there's no like end game, you become happier. I think mm-hmm. also I, I want to not to do with dating, but I can't imagine you as a negative person because ever since I started following you, you're just so like, I don't know, you radiate like, just like bliss and like calmness and like oh, thank you. peace. So like <laughs> what changed, like what clicked for you where you were like, fuck, like I need to get out of this mindset or like, I don't know. What would you say to somebody who maybe is stuck in that mindset? Like I said, it it was definitely that moment where my dad sent me that video. I think I needed like to see it visually, like how I was living. And he must have seen that I kept living like that because I would always just come home and complain. And I was just so miserable. And it's crazy because I, I, I myself can't believe that I, that I had that mindset and I lived like that for so long. And once I saw that video, I was like, I have to change the way I'm thinking and then I started reading about the law of attraction and that made me feel really good because it's all about like just being content and happy in the now and almost just knowing that everything is going to work out and sometimes I say like I live in a fairy tale because I like when I want something I'm just like I know like I can't wait because I know I'm gonna get it and I just like forget about it and I might not get it in the exact way that I imagined, but I always get blessings in life. And the thing is that you also have to enjoy like the really small, simple blessings. If that makes any sense. Like I, they're even bigger bigger than the huge shit that doesn't happen all the time. When you start being so happy about the really small things, like sometimes when it's really cold and I'm having a hot cup of coffee, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky that I get to like, whenever I want like and when I'm cold I get to have my hot cup of coffee in the morning like I'm so 
happy. Like, I'm so grateful for that. And just starting to do little things like that, like appreciating little things, I think that started shifting because, and also I don't like toxic positivity. Like there's some people that they just like shove it down your throat and they're like, you should always be happy. Like, so what? Somebody can have it worse than you. I don't like when people say that because we're all, we're all going through different things in life. And you might come to me and say like, oh, I'm really struggling with this. And if I say to you like, oh, but you know what? Other people have it worse than you. Like to you, that might be like the worst to you. And I, I don't like when people like twist positivity and turn it in that way. Um, And yeah, I think that being positive and changing your mindset is just making baby steps because there's even moments like, I like that word that you said, the destination, what was it? Destination syndrome. Destination syndrome. I I do that till this day. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm going to start buying these clothes. Like when I lose a few more pounds, I'm going to start doing this. And then I'm, and then it hits me and I'm like, why am I doing this again? Like just enjoy it now. And when you get there, you get there. If not, just be happy. I know. Totally. Agreed. Um, okay, well, on the same kind of note, did you ever stay in something, actually going back to like the societal thing, did you ever stay in a situation or a relationship or whatever because you felt like you had to? Yes. Can you elaborate a little bit? Oof. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us do it. Yeah. And when a friend goes to you and tells you, I don't want to leave this person but like, it's not working like this and this and that to you. You're like, Oh my God, just leave, like get out of it. But when you're in it, you just feel, I think it's a lot of fear. Like, what are people going to say? Especially when, you know, what's hard when you want to leave someone that, and maybe you don't even know that you want to leave them yet, but you're so unhappy in a relationship, but it's not because anything major happened. Like, it's not because like this person cheated, which would make it easy for you to say like, Oh, you cheated. I'm leaving. But when nothing major is happening like that, you feel like, oh, what are people going to say? Like, are they going to be like, why would you leave this person? Like, everything is fine. Or, And then I felt like I was gaslighted a lot in a relationship to the point that I would ask myself, like, is it me? Like, am I being really sensitive? What is, what, for somebody who doesn't know what gaslighting is, how do, you, how do you describe that? It's like, let me try to give an example. I feel like for me, I'm very intuitive and I would kind of know something is wrong. And it's like, if you are the girlfriend and you're like telling me like, why are you acting this way? Like, why are you lying about this? Like we spoke about this yesterday and you said it was cool. And now you're saying it's not. And then me going, what are you talking about? Like, I never said that. Like you're being crazy. I never said that. And then it happens when somebody does that to you enough, you start thinking, wait, is it me? am I going crazy? Like, am I overreacting? And like, this person used to tell me like, oh, you just, you just want to argue. You love to argue. You love to argue. And I'm like, oh my God, do I? Like, I don't know. Like you start, you don't, you're so unclear. And I felt like that's what made it harder for me to leave instead of like real, like stepping out of it. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, it actually wasn't me because I'm not that person. If I was still that person, then it would make sense. Like, oh crap, I should have done a little better but I'm not that argumentative person I'm not crazy I'm not overly sensitive I am just I knew what I was talking about but somebody kept gaslighting me right I I feel like often I think gaslighting there's so many different ways that you can be gaslit in a relationship and I don't I think you just realize it after like you really don't realize it in the moment because I know I think like you said it fucks with your intuition so much that you're like wait 
Oh, you start oh, double me. guessing yourself. Right. And I loved in our last episode, you talk about, you talked about, and that was the first time I'd ever heard someone kind of mention that about a breakup is like, yeah, for sure. Like you have to learn how to trust people. Da, da, da. But what about trusting yourself? Like you brought that up and I was like, that's such a good point because you start to second guess, like all the things and all of your qualities. And you're like, wait, so this is wrong. This is wrong. I have to change this. I have to change that. But it's like, actually, I think, I think there's so much, um, like you just become so woke after getting out of a situation like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like I ended up having like relationship PTSD where it's like certain things trigger you. And like, it like all of a sudden you think back at certain moments and you're just like, why like you see it so clearly when you're out of it yeah and you're just like oh my goodness like and I feel like I needed to learn that lesson yeah so that I can be more intuitive and I can really trust myself right again right but now you're in a beautiful relationship and speaking of beautiful what what are some green flags we always talk about red flags right we all know yeah so like, what are, what were some of the green flags in the beginning that you were like, wow, like, I feel good, you know, like, I like this guy. Oh my God. That's such a good question. I love that. Cause you're right. Everyone always does say like, what are red flags? That stuff. Yeah. Which we're going to get into obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> I think for me, some green flags was just having someone that can talk something out with you instead of mm-hmm. getting defensive and it turning into an argument. Like I get people asking me online, like, oh, what how do you guys handle arguments? And we always we always joke around like when we're talking about something and we're like, wait, is this our first argument? Because we don't argue because we really take the time to just hear each other out yeah. and talk through things instead of getting so upset. And another green flag I just thought of is you know, when you're like sitting in traffic or somebody cuts you off or something and a guy just loses his shit, like he loses his mind. And my boyfriend, he doesn't do that. Like he'll be like, oh, whatever. But he's so calm about it. And that was, (laughs) that was such a green flag (laughs) for me though, because it just showed me, (laughs) it's very specific because like green flag, like I, it just showed me like how patient he is and how he can, control himself even in situations that might make him feel uncomfortable because some people they just might like and I'm not saying that's a bad thing but to me that was a green flag yeah I love that that is so specific but I love it okay so people ask so many questions one more thing how they treat their mother everything how they treat their family like be very observant of how they treat the people that they're saying they care about so much and also the people, if they do speak negatively about someone, what are they saying? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. When a guy, when a guy's like, oh, she was, my ex was crazy. I'm like, was she though? Was she, or was did he make her crazy? <laughs> I actually like said that to someone. I'm like, he just kept going on and on about his ex and about how crazy she was. And I was like, listen, give me an example. And it did not right. add up. And it's like, listen, I, I think it also depends on the age, right? If you're like 18, 19, you, you're still mature and it's like, oh my God, he was crazy. Like he kissed Susie at the party, whatever the fuck, I get it. But now when you're getting older and like in your mid twenties and whatever, like hopefully you have the maturity to not speak that way about somebody, even if they were crazy to you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so one of the guys that I'm talking to right now, 
he's at the um, front of the he's number one on the roster. Ooh. Like he, he's, the front, he's the front runner. Um, he definitely his his last relationship was definitely like like alarming. Okay, in many ways, and I have. I have gotten to that conclusion by all the things, all the conversations that we have, but never once has he been like, she was fucking nuts. Like he never uses those words or anything, but he'll tell me stories and I'm like sitting there like, holy shit. Like I'm the one that's like, oh, bitch was crazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, he, but that, I mean, to me, that's a green flag. It's that's like, a green flag. How yeah. Do you, how do you speak about the people in your life? Even the ones that you maybe don't aren't close to anymore. Or how do you treat the waiter? How do you talk? Like, that's to me that's like the biggest thing but even with friends like even with people in my life I love observing how people treat everyone because I was raised thank god to you know everyone's the same I don't treat you better than you I don't care if you're fucking I don't I don't care like that was that that just how my parents raised me is everybody's the same you treat everybody with kindness and so when I don't, when I see that from somebody, when I don't see that from somebody, it's like an ick to me. And and once I feel that, it's like, it's like you can't get it out of your head, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, okay. So people have so many questions, which we're going to get to later, but there was one that I wanted to talk about because it's something that happens to me and I want to hear your take on it. And somebody asked like, you know, she's dating, she gave me a little spiel, but like she's dating a new guy, they're getting intimate, but she's very self-conscious. So I want to talk about intimacy like when maybe we're having a bad body image day or intimacy when you're first starting out. Cause I know once you get comfortable with somebody, you know, things, things change, but what about at the beginning? What tips do you have for really truly embracing yourself? Even on the days when you don't feel your best. I like to fake the confidence sometimes. And then you fake it enough where like you start to feel it. And a lot of times we're feeling maybe a little unconfident about how we're looking to someone to like the person we're dating and they don't see those insecurities. It's you're the one that's pointing it out to yourself and being your worst critic. But I feel like if you fake that confidence, like people around you there, people are attracted to people that are confident. There's something that draws you into someone when they're confident. So I feel like just in your head think, I, I just see, this is why I say I live in a fairy tale because I'll just say like, oh, I'm faking it. Like I look so good today. Like say it in the mirror, like to yourself, even though it sounds dumb, just tell yourself like, you look so fucking good. Wear whatever makes you feel the most confident. Even if maybe it's not the cutest, but if that's where you feel the most confident in, wear that bra and panty set that makes you feel the most confident. If, if that's where you're feeling a little insecure. Um, and you'll start to believe it. Sub- your subconscious mind is so powerful that that's why it's so good to write down things that you're grateful for and write affirmations and tell yourself, like speak to yourself with kindness because th- your subconscious mind is going to start believing those things. Yeah. I have had such, like I said, a, such a struggle with this and all of it, not all of it, but so much of it is just there. They are narratives that I've made up in my head and convinced myself that are true. Right. And it's like when I say them out loud, maybe to somebody that I'm that I'm being intimate with, they're like, I didn't even see that. I didn't even notice exactly. that. Maybe they're lying. Maybe they're not. That's not the point. The point is you you control that. And I know it's I know it's so much easier said than done. But I think like what I try to do and what I'm trying to do, and it's hard, honestly, because it does like fuck with me, but a few drinks help, like for sure. Just like yeah. loosen up a little bit. Like yeah. <laughs> it really does. Um and also like Listen, there's no shame. Like, dim the lights. 
if you're not feeling the best, yeah. like, you put fucking lights and you guys work your way say up. Say that you're setting the mood and dim those lights. <laughs> like pitch black. You're like, I'm setting the mood, babe. <laughs> your eyes will adjust later. <laughs> okay, next up, I want to talk about, I feel like we always talk about meeting somebody and then, you know, you guys are in a relationship. Let's talk about like the blurry lines at the beginning when like you guys are, you both like each other, but you don't like, you're still not exclusively dating, right? So it's like, you're you're not really allowed to get jealous. Or even if you are, you can't really show that you're getting jealous or you're getting anxious. Maybe he hasn't texted you all day and then he shows up at night. He had a shitty day at work. You're like, oh my God. And then you're like, I really like him. Like we've all been there, right? Like these feelings yeah. at the beginning where it's like, I'm literally right there right now where I'm like trying really hard to just like enjoy the moment and not get too crazy. But yeah, like, I don't know what the question is here. I guess it's just like overthinking at the beginning, being anxious, um, kind of like navigating that period where you're still getting to know each other and not overthinking it so much that you ruin it. And this is where I am so excited for your advice because I I don't know. Okay. Um, (laughs) Let's see. That's definitely so relatable. I feel like everyone gets in that part of a relationship every single time when you just don't know because you don't just go from like meeting someone to all of a sudden being boyfriend and girlfriend so I think that what really helps is to make sure you're not planning your life around this person make sure you're still busy still going out with friends because again you're not boyfriend and girlfriend so this person should still be seeking you out and just continue to tell yourself that to have fun I I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think about how I was feeling. I think we get, I think the part that fucks me up is once I start to like somebody, like, it's so hard for me to, like, not notice the little things or, like, not get excited. You know, like, it's hard. And I said this to my therapist once, and she was like, no, she, she was like, no one said dating was easy. Like, no one said dating is fun, and it's supposed to be fun. And it's so special, but it's not easy, especially at the beginning when like, you're not really sure where you stand with someone yeah. and maybe like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part that I think is like kind of hard to navigate. And all she said to me was like, no one said it was easy. So when you're feeling this way, and I'm also a very anxious person. So it, dating, like at the beginning, like it fucks me up. Cause I just, I just overthink so much and create all these scenarios in my head that aren't even real. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start acting weird. And then he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. And then I'm like, oh, don't blow this. Like, don't blow this for no reason. And I think she was like, you need to get out of your head, but you also need to have compassion with yourself and tell yourself like, hey, this is like, dating is hard. Like it can be hard sometimes, especially when you're in that like question mark phase. You know, it is hard. And I think, like she said, you need to have compassion for yourself, especially I'm an anxious person, too. So keep that in mind, like just be more gentle with yourself because you already know how you are and you might be in your head a little bit more than another person. Um, And I think it's okay to talk to that person that you're dating and tell them how you're feeling. Don't make it like an every week thing because they're going to be like, oh my God, she's always asking me this, yeah. you know, but like, but then it's like, you don't want to seem needy, right? Like you don't want to be like, oh my God, like give me they want to be needed a little, they, they do want to at some level, they want, everyone wants to be wanted. So I yes. think if you bring it up the first time, it sh- I feel like it should make them feel good. Like this person likes me, like they're wondering where we're at or how things are going. I think it's great. I think it's you can ask the person, like, how do you feel like it's going between us? 
and yeah. instead of saying like, do you think we're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, yeah. I think it's a great idea to ask, yeah. to check in and ask like, how, how do you feel it's going? How are you? What, what are your thoughts? Like, what are, do you have any concerns? Like what's something you're really enjoying? Like questions like that, I feel like are really great because it also allows the other person to open up and then it might put you at ease if you're like, oh, they're having a good time too, or they're liking this or that. You know, what's crazy is that I don't know when it became so cool to not care. Like with yeah. dating, it's like, there's this whole, like, I don't give a fuck. You know, it's like, it's cool to not care. And in my head, I'm like, I don't care about a lot of things, but when I care about someone, I really care. Like, yeah. you know, so it's like, I had this conversation on Sunday with this guy because I was feeling anxious and I was just like, it's a very long story, but I was like, I need to say something for my peace of mind. Like I need to be kind of selfish in a way and just like, yeah, maybe I do need a little bit of extra reassurance because I'm very anxious. And maybe that's just like, you know, something I've kind of accepted is like the person that I date, like they're going to have to be okay with that. I'm not by any means like harassing them all day or anything, but it's like maybe from time to time when I do get really anxious, I need a little bit of extra reassurance. And that's just like, you know, maybe I won't need that forever, but that's just how I am right now. So there's some moments that you might need it a little more than others. Exactly. Exactly. But I have never wanted to ask for that because I'm like, I don't want him to know I care. And then on Sunday I was like, why is it so bad to show you care? Like, you know, like I think the right person will be receptive of you caring. And he was, he was like, oh my God, so cute. Like, you're so cute. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, why are we, I think it goes back to like vulnerability. We're scared of being vulnerable, which I understand. But then it's also like, we never want to show anyone that we care too much because if we care too much, it's like, it's like, I don't know, our ego gets hurt or we're like giving up the power. And it's like, what fun is that? Like, what fun is that? I used to be that way, you know? Yeah, when I was dating, I was definitely that way. I was just like, I don't care. Oh, you're not interested? There's someone else right behind you. Like, I just don't care. I think it's just what we do to protect ourselves. But at a certain point, if you're really getting to know someone that you're like, okay, I really like this person, you do have to allow space for vulnerability. Yeah, and you might feel uncomfortable doing that. I was so fucking uncomfortable saying that because I felt like I was giving away a little piece of my power. Maybe I did. But also it's like, I think those are the moments that A, I think the right person will be receptive of. And B, I think like, I really believe like with like beautiful relationships, you need vulnerability. Like you really do little pieces of it and building up of it. Like you, it just, it, it won't work otherwise. I want to talk about sleeping together too soon. What are your thoughts about it? I think everyone should do what they want, but me personally, I... And it goes back to like that, this little thing you just said about giving your power away too soon. I feel like I feel like I am a gift. You don't get me by doing the bare minimum. So I, I personally would wait a little longer, but also like just feel that I'll see how you feel, see how this, because not every person is the same. So maybe one person you might be like, you're never going to get this or another person you might be like. they get it sooner. So that's just how I feel. I feel like it's part of my power. I'm not going to give my power away. I think you have to be, now this is like my more spiritual side. I feel like you have to be a little careful who you allow into your body because it kind of bonds you in some way and you don't want to be bonded to just anybody. And as women, it's like, I don't know what the thing is, but like, there's like a scientifical, like there's like science behind it that yeah. we get more into, of course, we like start to feel something just 
you know, by nature. Yeah. As opposed to a guy that he'll just be like, he forgot you the morning after. Yeah. No attachment. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like my opinion about this has, it changes all the time because I love telling people like, do whatever you want. If you're out and you feel like sleeping with someone and you just met them and you are having a great time and you're safe and that's what you want to do. Great. Do it. But I think there's also, I just, I don't think there's a blanket. I don't think there's like a yes or no. Like, I don't think there's exactly. a right or wrong. Right. Like I have, I have people in my life that they slept together in the, on the first, like she slept with her man on the first time and they're like in a beautiful relationship now. And then other, and then other people slept with a guy cause they were so into him. And then the next day he didn't text them back. Like there's no like right way I think to navigate it. I think like you said, it's totally up to you. I think I personally, I went through a phase um, where I just wanted to have fun. You know, I was being safe. Mom, turn this off now. I, I, I just wanted to have fun and I never did that in college. I was just, I really in college was like so focused with my, like all my friends, like truly I didn't like, I also was unhappy with, I think I have, I just wasn't in the position to date or anything. So I didn't, or even like sleep around really. And then when I first moved to Miami, which was, I was like 25, 24, 25, 25, I just went wild. Like I went fucking wild, but I wanted to do that. I like got it out of my system. I wanted to do it. I knew what I was doing. I chose to do it. I was safe. I had a great time, but now a few years later, I'm like, I don't really want that. You know, like, yeah, maybe I'll, if I'm into a guy and I just met him and he's hot and I'm whatever, and I want to have sex with him, I will. But for the most part now it just, it, not that it means more to me, but it's just more like, I don't want to wake up and feel shitty. And that often hap- would happen to me. Like mm-hmm. I would wake up feeling just like, oh, like that was kind of, you know, like it's, it is something kind of special, you know, like it is, it's something, it's literally the the most intimate you can be with someone. Yeah. Right? So it's like, yeah, you might feel a certain way after. So I think it's just like you said, it, it all depends. It, to- it totally all depends. I think it definitely just depends. And like you said, like if you're the kind of person that you realize like, damn, every time I do this, I don't feel so good. Then take a step back. Like just listen to yourself. You don't have to do what your friends are doing. Just listen to what makes you feel good and what you want to do. Right. Are you, are you a jealous girlfriend? I'm not a jealous girlfriend. Like I don't care if he wants to go out without me or has other plans or this or that, or has like girlfriends. Um, but I don't know how to explain it, but like you're still mine. <laughs> like, yeah. but like I'll cut your copy. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know better. Like I'm Were very you jealous of the no, not at all. Especially in the beginning, like I had that mindset of like I don't care about anything. Like it was just my defense mechanism. I could yeah. care less about anything oh, I don't hear from you. But with my boyfriend now, I wasn't like, oh, I don't hear from you. Like, literally, we were speaking every day, all day. But, like, I just wouldn't care in the beginning. I'm so jealous. And I hate it. I'm so jealous because I think it's my Scorpio. I don't know. Yeah, I am a Scorpio, too. So that's where my that side comes in. That's, like, just, like, you know, if you ever start feeling jealous, just, like, look at yourself in the mirror and be like... (laughs) Look at me. <laughs> like, just <laughs> even if you're lying to yourself, I like, just just do it. It's like I think I'm super. Well, I, honestly, I think even if whoever I'm speaking about, 
because it's not one particular person even if they were my boyfriend I feel like I would still get like I'm a jealous bitch like I really am and I didn't think I was until like (laughs) this year I was like wow like I really work myself up and it's just I, I don't I don't know if I necessarily like that about myself but it's like it's hard when you don't have the right to be jealous right? Like that's yeah. what I'm navigating right now because it's like, I can't show that shit. Even though I do, I joke about it. It's like, I make it a joke, but I'm like, huh, no, I'm actually kidding. I'm <laughs> no, like, I'm really serious. <laughs> that's so yeah. interesting because I feel like I would probably get more jealous now as opposed to before we had really? a title. What? Like when no, I'm when not you're like, you're like set in a way, not set, but like, you're like, he's mine. But before he's not yours, so it's like you want him even more. You I know don't what I'm know. Before when like he's not mine, I just feel like I just feel like I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe I maybe I'm I was just delusional, but I like like I just didn't care. Like, he's gonna listen listen to this and be like, "Wow, babe, thanks." <laughs> I care so much now. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I think it's like. I don't know what it is. I also have very intense, like I'm just an intense bitch. So it is what it is. Okay. Let's talk about being ghosted, rejection, tips for navigating that. Like it's a shitty feeling. Nobody wants to be ghosted. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants to feel rejected. And I got a few questions about this more so in like somebody is trying to put themselves out there and like getting ghosted is obviously defeating when you're like trying to find a relationship. Right. So like, what would you say to somebody like that? Getting ghosted sucks. I got ghosted once and it didn't, it didn't suck this much because I never met the person. It was, we were just talking online and then they ghosted me. So the thing is, even if you just met the person or if maybe you've been talking for a while and then they ghost you, I, well, that definitely has to hurt a lot more, but you just start thinking about everything. Like, wait, why did they ghost me? Like, was it the way I looked? Was it something I said? Is it because of what I do? Because like this person found my Instagram top, like, is it because they found what I do and they think it's weird or they don't like it or this? Like, I just, everyone wants an explanation for everything. And for that whole week, I was just like, oh my God, this person really ghosted me. Um, but I have too much it pride. It ego. Like it hurts, it hurts. <laughs> it does hurt, but I have too much pride that I'm not the person to be hitting you up Hey, what happened? What happened? What happened? I don't absolutely care. Not. Yeah, absolutely not. You will never not. know that I cared. I would, yeah. I would, it could be killing me and you will never yeah. know that I cared. Yeah. Like I just, but I think you just have to like overthink it. Cause we're all going to overthink it and then just move on. It's their loss. They don't actually know you. This person, like if it was somebody that like for a whole year, that could maybe trigger you. Like what the heck? They just like, stop but like if you were talking for a couple weeks that person doesn't really know who you are so don't try not to take it as personally because I mean you're gonna take it personally but just try not to because this person doesn't know you and then I think that sometimes when a guy ghosts you like out of nowhere no explanation nothing I think it's usually because they either had someone and maybe they were getting caught or they did get caught they might have had a whole wife or it's just somebody from their past came up and they don't know how to just cut it off with you. They just go back to their person. And again, don't take that personally because they were probably talking to this person for so long. They were probably in a relationship with this person and look at, and do you really want to be with someone that would just ghost you? No explanation. Do you really want to be with someone that can't communicate? Absolutely not. Look at it as a like, positive. Sorry, a man, a real ass man, even 
if you're speaking for fucking three weeks. I don't give a fuck. A real ass man is going to be like, listen, love talking to you. Me, okay, maybe three weeks. They can just like, they can just like do the slow fade. You know, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, we'll give them that pass. That's fine. But anything more than that, or if it was very intimate, like whatever, I don't want to send a timeline on it, but like a real ass man will literally be like, listen, like, you know, I'm speaking to somebody else. Like, you're so cool. Like, hope, it, like whatever. I don't care what they hope say. Hope it works out for you. That is just pure respect. Like, I think that's literally just being respectful. And also it's like, like you said, do you want to be with somebody who's going to ghost you? No. Do you want to be with somebody who doesn't want you? Somebody who wants you is not going to let you slip through the cracks. Like, they're not going to let you go away. Exactly. That's a big one. Like, do you want to be with someone who actually doesn't want you and you're just begging them to talk to you? I wish I, like, understood this. Like, it makes me sad for my, like, 24-year-old self where it's like, you know how we all have this guy that you just like, you know, you thought it was like, oh, like you, you saw him and you're like, oh my God, like I met this guy. He's so great. Like you, in your head, you're like, you know, we're going to have a white fence. My firstborn is going to be called whatever the fuck. Like you just plan your whole life immediately. We've all had that guy, right? Maybe. Or that girl. And he ghosted me and I was, I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, my life is over. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it, it, it's more so because I, I took it so personally. I was like, oh, my body doesn't look good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not cool. Like I just, I, there was a list of things. And when I brought this up in therapy, because it really fucked with my feelings. Like, I think it was the first time I really like liked someone and they just like, you know, played the magic trick on me. I was like, holy shit. Like it really does hurt. And she was like, you have no fuck. You're, you are assuming those are the reasons why you're never mm-hmm. going to know. And it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter. Because if he really wanted to be in your life, he would be in your life. And I think that's what we just have to remember. Like, listen, it sucks. It's shitty. But somebody who really wants you is not going to let you go away. It goes back to the beginning when you were like, true or false. Like, if if somebody really wants wants, he will. will, Yeah. Yeah. But it does hurt, right? It does hurt, especially if you're putting yourself out there. But I think, like, something else that we forget, and I I forget this too, and we we touched on it earlier, is, like, dating is, is inherently difficult. Like, we're trying to find one person, you know, assuming you want to have one marriage, right? I don't know. Whatever you want. No judgment. But, like, assuming you want to have one marriage, that means, like, you're trying to find one human in this big-ass world. That means you're going to go through a lot of people that are not your human. It's hard. So if you get ghosted, like, cool, that's one less person that I have to, like, kind of go through, right? Exactly. Also, I think, what do you think about closure? Because I kind of think it's a myth. I, I don't think you need closure. I think you want closure. You want answers. But you don't need it. It's just an excuse that you make as to why you're not moving on and why you're still holding on to someone. But I don't think you need closure. I think you can create your own closure. Yes. Like, you know, like, it's like, I think, like you said, we tend to use that as an excuse to like, go back to the person or like message them again or like, be like, no, I just, I just need closure. No, you don't. You You want, your ego is hurt and bruised and you want like, you want more basically. And you can't, you don't want to accept that you're being rejected in a way. Exactly. But I think. I think nothing will ever satisfy your feelings enough. So in that sense, like, I don't think you receive it. I think you're the one who creates the closure and you say, you get to decide, like, I am moving on for myself. Okay. Let's get into some of these cues. Cause I know our time is like, I could just talk to you all day, you know? I know. Okay. You're the best. How do you build the courage to just up and leave moving out without feeling bad for them? Someone said. I think oh, that's hard. Yeah. Like ending a relationship. Yeah. So like moving out, she's saying. Oh, like moving out, like when you've been living with someone. I think that you just have to look at the long run of your happiness one. 
And is it really fair to stay with someone that you don't care about? How would you feel like if somebody was just staying with you because they felt bad? Do you want to, you want a pity relationship? So you just have to look at it that way. It's, it's going to be hard. And I think that's another reason why a lot of people stay in relationships that they're unhappy with is because it's hard to make those steps. You don't want to hurt the person, but you're not happy. And I think you just have to do it and you just have to try to be kind, explain to the person what's going on, but you have to move on. It's just not fair because in the long run, you guys are going to become resentful for each other. You're going to be miserable and that you're going to treat that person worse maybe because you just are not in it. You don't love them maybe in that way. Also, it's like we get one of these lives, right? And Mm -hmm. I know that's easier said than done. And in the moment, it's probably like, okay, whatever. I get it. But it's true. Like we really get one of these. Do you want to spend months of your life in a, like you said, in a pity relationship? Like, I don't think anybody wants to do that. Somebody said, my friends don't necessarily love the new guy I'm dating. Is this a bad sign? That's so hard because sometimes people could be seeing things that you're not necessarily seeing. Like maybe they're seeing some red flags. I think it depends on what their reasoning is, but that is really hard because what was that? It's new. She said, so it's like, I wish I, I need more background for this one. Like I want to know what is it that they don't love. (laughs) All of these questions. I'm like, tell me more. Like I need more. Cause that would maybe help me a little bit more. But at the end of the day, just, you have to sit with yourself and like think like, what is it that I like about this person? And then try to figure out where to go from there. Yeah. This one we kind of touched on. She said, all my friends are in relationships and I'm not. Tips for dealing with the uncomfortable feelings. That is hard. I try to, this goes back to my fairy tale living. (laughs) If I'm the single person, I literally would just be like, oh my God, how boring. These people are stuck. And like, I get to, I get to do what I want. Like, I don't have to tell someone where I'm going I get to have fun. I, I get to look cute and like put myself together and not worry like this is my man, like what I'm wearing, like who's my man talking to? Like, oh, no one because I don't have a man. Like I just like, these are my coping mechanisms. Might not work for everyone, but this is how I do things. Like when I'm feeling a certain type of way, I just make up. Maybe it's like this alter ego and she helps me get through life. I think it's true. And I think like, I think about this too. And it's like, just because they're in a relationship doesn't mean they're always happy That's either. That's so true. Right? Like a relationship does of- not equal happiness and that's it, happily ever after. Right. And it's also to like remind yourself, like, listen, I <clears throat> there are nights when I'm like, fuck, I'm having a shitty day. I wish I had a boyfriend to like cuddle and like order food and watch a movie with. Yeah, I have those nights. But for the most part, you're not going to be single forever if, if, if you want a relationship. Like you're not going to be single forever. So like take the joy out of these days and do everything that you can do because, you know, one day you are not going to be able to do those things. Just how there are some people in relationships who look at their single friends that are probably like, oh, wow, like, you know, she's having a fucking wild weekend, like exactly. how lucky would I And you're looking at them being like, wow, they're in a It's like the grass is like, it's, 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 on both it's sides. always going to be that way. Just enjoy, yeah. like you said, like, in, like take all of the joy out of these moments. Yeah, because you know it's not gonna last forever. One day you will be in a relationship. So I would just enjoy it as much as I could and think of all the pod, like list all of the positives, and try to live in there. I like that. Go into Melissa's fairy tale. That's what yes. you need to do. <laughs> um, somebody said how had a great first date. The guy did little to no communicating after. What do I? How do I handle this? I think it depends if you're interested in him or not. If you're 
damn, see, I need, I need to sit down with these girls and have a conversation. Like, what do you mean didn't communicate? And what let's do you want to do? You went on a great date. You went on a great first date. And the next day he hasn't really communicated. What would you do? I think I would reach out to just you say, like, yeah, like say like, hey, um, I had so much fun. I don't think I would, I would ask on a date, especially if it was the first date. Like I, if you want to see me again, I want you to ask me. Yes. Agreed. If you want to ask him, like, go for it. I don't, I also don't think I, I'm a little bit more confident when I'm single that I like, that I won't have my feelings for like, if I'm the one that's like, Hey, let's go do this next week. Like go for it. But I would kind of just see where he's at because I do feel like in the beginning, if a guy is really interested in you or, or a person, they're going to make the initiative. And like, for me, it was, it depends on what's important for you. For me, it was really important to see who was going to take initiative and plan things. That was really important to me. So that's why I was waiting for him to make these moves, which he did. But I think like, if you guys went on a date, like reach out to him and just be like, Hey, and see how the conversation flows. If the conversation's not really flowing, you're not going to hear from me. That's just Fine. me though. Um, it's like a blur. It's like a blurry line. Right. Cause it's like, how do you go after what you want? But then also like in a way, not respect yourself, but like, let him like, let him, if he wants you, let him find you. Right. Exactly. It's like that line. Don't do all so, of the work for him, but you can still talk to someone. Agreed. Yeah. Somebody said, we kind of touched on this, had an amazing first date. We slept together. Why do I feel guilty? Shameful. I think sometimes you, people feel like women feel guilty or shameful because of society of what people tell you online of what you think your friends might say, your family might say, but if, if you enjoyed it and you had a good time, then don't throw that guilt out the window. Like it's, it's your body. It's your decision. And no one has to know that's between right. you and that person. Think about him. Do you think he's sitting around like, guys, I feel so guilty. I know. I Can you <laughs> like, <laughs> please guys, like, I probably never said like, <laughs> like, Oh, I can't believe I slept. With her has first man ever been like, Yo, I slept with Melissa. Like, I feel so shameful. Like, I hope she I'm still like, likes me. Like, <laughs> do you think I moved too fast? Like, I hope she texts me back. Like, never. Exactly. So, you know what I love to say? Shout out to one of my best friends, Mungi, who said this to me once. She was like, Lisa, you just have to have the confidence of a middle-aged white man. And that is like how I live my life. Cause it's true. They think they can do fucking anything. And so they end do up doing it because they just believe it so much. And then everyone around them ends up believing it. People believe your confidence. That's why I say, if you're not feeling too confident at certain things, just fake it. And people end up believing it. Yeah. If you had an amazing first date, that's, that was the thing for me. It's like, okay, then you guys were clearly vibing. You did what you wanted to do. It happened. I think like, cause I've been there multiple times. I was going to say so many. No, I'm just kidding, mom. I'm a virgin. Um, I think be curious with yourself for a second too and just think like, why? Like, why do you feel shameful? Do you feel shameful because you feel like you gave away your power? Do you feel shameful because of maybe your religion or how like the narrative that your family told you? Like that happened to me for like, I, I'm Catholic and, you know, growing up, like sex was like an absolutely not. Like when my parents found out I had sex when I was 17, it was like, the world ended. Like, okay, the world oh fucking ended. I know. I'm like, mom, I'm so sorry. Like, she's <laughs> literally the most religious angel, and I'm her daughter. She's the cutest, but, by the way, your mom. She's so cute, I know. Anyway, so be curious with yourself, and also, like, don't be so hard on yourself. If you had a great time, you did what you wanted to do in the moment, yeah. Like, what are you going to do now? Yeah. You know? 
it, I try not to worry over things that you cannot change, literally. Right. You can't control it anymore. Just focus on what you can control. Okay. This is our last um, audience question. And then I have one more for you. Okay. She said, getting back, all she said was getting back with a non-toxic ex. And I love this because we always talk about like, don't get back with your toxic ex, right? Don't yeah. get back with your ex that treated you badly. Okay. What about somebody who didn't treat you badly? I don't think that's talked about too much. Yeah. Um, I would try to look back, like, why didn't we work out the first time? Like, what were the things? Maybe it was just bad timing. There's people that break up and then they get back together at a different point in their lives and it's much better. Maybe they were too young when they first started dating. I don't, I think everybody's situation is different that to me, there are no rules. If you broke up with someone for whatever reason, and maybe you guys didn't work at this point, I think it's fine if you guys end up making it work later on. I don't think there's any, I think you have to do what makes you happy. Agreed. Okay. My last question for you Mm -hmm. is, it doesn't have to be about dating or relationships. It can be if you want. What advice would you give to yourself a year ago? Melissa, a year ago. A year ago. Let me see. Last? October. October. (laughs) I would say, I would tell myself last year to continue living your life as if you already have everything that you want because you're about to get everything that you want. So just continue living your life in peace and taking those risks that you sometimes they overthink because it ends up working out i love that so good yay okay <laughs> we're done yay this thank is so, so much, much fun thank you too. thank you for having me again i love being on your podcast oh my gosh i will you're you can come back anytime well, we can do a round three maybe next year maybe i'll have more <laughs> for you. yes yes no i had such a good time thank you again for having me Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.